Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. I'm Kyla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join our family and listen with us. Before we get into the Word, Layla, can you open us up in prayer, please? Yes. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord, and for your renewed grace and mercy, Lord, and for the unique gifts and things that you bless us with, Lord, so that we can use them all for your glory, Lord, to give them back unto you, God. And I thank you for the beauty that you created in the earth, Lord, and the beauty that you created in each person, Lord, individually and uniquely, Lord. And I ask that you will help us cultivate those things so that they are an honor and pleasing in your sight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Welcome, everybody. Let's continue our study in First Corinthians. And we're in chapter 12, and we're going to reread the first 11 verses. So can I get a volunteer to do that, please? Yes. All right, Charles, go for it, sir. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you are Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you are led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Holy, by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are di- diversities of activities, but in the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Amen. Uh, now, honey, let's, we're going to start with you because we're going to pick up, let's pick up from yesterday. Okay. And you had some thoughts and things the Holy Spirit was leading you to share. So okay. let's begin with you and then we'll open it up for everybody. Okay? Thank you. All right. Okay. So yesterday we were talking about um, the differences between our personality gifts, which God gives to us at birth, that are ours and they belong to us, and then the difference between those gifts and then the operation of the Holy Spirit, how he manifests um, what's listed in verse 7 through 10, how the Holy Spirit manifests those gifts or operations as he wills and those aren't our so in terms of thinking of humanity those aren't our personal possession we don't control the holy spirit operating in those ways we can make ourselves available to him and we should do that for him to move through us and express himself through us in whatever way that he desires and deems necessary at the moment um and then there's the offices which would be the five-fold ministry gift the apostle pastor prophet evangelist those those fivefold gifts, um, and we'll get to those later in scripture. But 
yesterday we also mentioned about understanding the distinction of recognizing what the world operates in, uh, like talking about magic and things of that nature. They, lo- they look like, quote unquote, gifts. They are what some would call miraculous or astonishing, but there is a distinction between those operations and what the Holy Spirit does. God is the original. God is the way, the truth, and the life through Jesus, and everything outside of that is a counterfeit. Okay, and so we referenced okay. um, Acts yesterday. We were talking about Simon, but there's also um, who I was also referencing in Acts chapter 13, verses six through 12. Will you take a peek at that for me, Layla? Which verses did you want me to read from? Um, Acts chapter 13, verses six through 12. Okay. It says, Now when they had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul, um, Sergius Paulus. Is that how you say it, Dad? Yep, close enough. (laughs) Who, um, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw that he had what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Okay. So yesterday when I described them, I combined, was it Simon? Simon, yes. Simon with Bar-Jesus. And... They are separate accounts, but the same spirit working behind it. So even in this, looking back at 1 Corinthians, where it talks at verse 3, chapter 12, verse 3, therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. We can see that clearly in what we just read in Acts chapter 13. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So God wants us to understand clearly who we are and our positioning and we we took the stance of looking from christ's position looking seated in heavenly places surveying the entire situation versus looking at it from beneath it or amongst the trees if you will so when you come down to verse 4 of first corinthians chapter 12 it says there are diversity of gifts but the same spirit there are differences of ministries but the same lord and there are diversities of activities but it's the same God who works all in all. So you notice he described it three different ways. Gifts, ministries, and activities. Gifts, ministries, and activities. Distinguishing what we just talked about. Personality gifts, operational gifts like the mm-hmm. offices, and, and then the activities, the spiritual gifts that are listed here in verses um, 8 through 10. Can everybody see that? Yes. yes. And if you're listening and you haven't had a chance, get your Bible out and look. Take a take a look at it and, and think about 
why are those words distinguished there? Why are they placed separately? Because he could have just said it the same way. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference because there's different categories and places that these things fall into. So let's look at Romans. Oh, oh I was oh. going to say, we're Go just ahead. like the human body, right? Because that's what Paul is using to describe it. Mm-hmm. There are certain organs and whatnot that go into what's known as the central nervous system. There are others for other functions, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Paul mm-hmm. is utilizing examples to to distinguish, if you will. Like not the entirety of the body is, is part of the central nervous system or, or whatever it is, right? So it's the same thing. There's categories. Certain things belong in certain places. And Paul's making that distinction, but then he's also using it to share about the kingdom of the Lord, how the, the body of Christ, his bride, is supposed to function. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, honey. So, we were talking about the personality gifts. Let's look at Romans chapter 12. Verse 3 through 8. Uh, Romans 12, 3 through 8. Let me see one second. Let me check those. Uh, yes, let's let's go mm-hmm. through eight. Verses three through eight. Can you read that for me, promise? Yes. Verse say, through the grace given to me to everyone who's among you. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. First, we have many members in one body, but all the mem- but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts diff- differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy. If pro- eh, eh, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or our ministry. Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches and teaching, uh, he who exhorts and exhortation, 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 mm-hmm. he who gives with liberally, li- liberality, liberality. He who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Amen. So he's these gifts that he's talking about here are natural personality tend- tendencies, personality gifts that are yours to control, which he says, let us do it in proportion to what's on the inside of us. So when he's using the word prophecy here, it's more so like insight. Like there's some personalities that are just naturally more intuitive to um, situations and they they have a kind of a tendency to see beyond what's readily available at the surface. It's not necessarily the, we think of Samuel the prophet and um, declaring those things of the Lord. That would actually be more office, his office as a prophet. He was established over the land to serve as a judge in that capacity, right? Just 
telling the information that God wanted the people to know and providing that forth. So that was different than a personality gift. And he could only say what God told him to say. If God didn't say it, he had nothing to offer. So you can see how that's different than what's being described here as in proportion to your faith. Samuel could have had all the faith in the world, but if God didn't speak a thing, he could not have spoken it as a thus saith the Lord. Does that, does that make sense? Yes. yes. Okay. And so going down, um, there's a gift of service. Some people minister their, this is how they operate. They mm -hmm. want to do things for you versus saying things to you. For example, if um, I have a, 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 loved, a beloved sister, that um, God sister that I grew up with, and her, she saw someone on the side of the road in the middle of winter in Colorado, and he had no shoes on his feet. So she went to the store, purchased shoes, and took it to the man and gave it to him. That was her first thought. I will do this and socks as well and gave him the shoes to put on his feet. She did something to show her love. And that's her natural personality gift. That's her natural tendency. Let's see. Teachers. People who have a natural tendency to teach. It's not that they are standing in an official capacity as a teacher, but this is how they demonstrate or this is how they express themselves and love other people. It, they teach them. They want to share with them um, information and they can do it in a way that makes it easier to understand. And that's just how they go about their daily life. So the personality gifts are kind of like how we go about our daily lives versus um, a divine intervention of the Holy Spirit which is the gifts that we were talking about or the operations of the Holy Spirit that we were talking about in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. So you can look at each one of these things listed here. Um, exhortation is encouraging. An exhorter is someone who encourages other people, helps them to feel um, lifted up, edified, and inspired to move forward. Givers or people that are contributors, they financially contribute they see something going on, they want to put some money towards it. Um, or their natural resources, and not only money, but natural resources, because they understand this is how you get the job done. It can't be done any other way. And they may not first think of encouraging or first think of serving, but they want to give what they have, their natural means, whatever those resources may be. The leader wants to help facilitate other people getting out in the right direction likes to help put people in place so they can be best function in the place that they're best suited. So they have a way of seeing the job at hand and helping others get into position to do the job. They don't necessarily want to do the job themselves because their natural gifting is to help point people in the right direction by leading or facilitating so that they can get their job done. And mercy are people that are more the compassionate ones, like the, the Good Samaritan, for example, when he saw the person that had been injured and wounded, he understood that the man needed help, but he also understood how he must have felt. They are feeling people. They show compassion and mercy. And um, that's how their gift operates. So each of these are personality gifts. And you see as the gifts are listed out, he tells them how to operate their gift to the best ability with diligence or with um, cheerfulness or um, 
in just doing what it is that God asked us to do or let our men, let our, our gifts, let our gifts flourish on the inside of us. And those are at our personal control, our personal will. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, my, my, my son just rescued me from a spider. <laughs> so thank you, the Charles. Um, now coming back to first Corinthians, we see the diversity of gifts, that's what personality gifts, the differences of ministries, and the diversity of activities. So the ministry part would be, what's my fivefold gifting? Where, where do I fit in that, that structure? And we'll talk about that. We'll come to those scriptures in a, a later time. But then the diversity of activities, which is what's listed here in chapter 12, the word of wisdom, which really just means what are the instructions? What's wise and help the, is the instructions from the Lord to help us navigate a situation? Um, for example, back in the Old Testament where David was like inquiring of the Lord, should I go up? And then what's the counsel of how do I win this battle? Take this in the trees and, you know, God's going to be there and perform a, a miracle. And it's different from prophecy, which is more of in this capacity is like a foretelling or foretelling. These things are coming in the future, which is what we most naturally think of rather than insight, which is a personality gift or um, exhortation, which can be closely tied to the simple definition of prophecy is just edifying. So this particular one in these section of scriptures is information that's not available or known of what's coming in the future, that being shared. And that's only as the Holy Spirit gives utterance. Let's see. And then a word of knowledge. So that's also like a knowing that you wouldn't naturally know, having information about a person or a situation that you wouldn't naturally know. And these gifts often come together, like when we see them expressed through someone that the Holy Spirit is ministering through, they come in, in pairs or sets. They come in tandem with each other to make the picture, the wholeness full, if that makes sense. Let you guys let me know if you have questions or something I'm saying you need more understanding or clarification on. Um, And now the faith here in verse nine that it's talking about, this faith is a supernatural faith. Um, we all have faith. We just read in Romans chapter 12, we're all given a measure of faith. That's how, that's the basic thing we have coming in as humans into the earth. We have a measure of faith. I mean, in coming into Jesus Christ where he gave gifts to many, gave us a measure of faith. Um, but this is supernatural faith. This is extra faith to maybe work particular miracles or see like someone raised from the dead. This is a supernatural faith that is applied on top of what we have in the natural, mm -hmm. because you saw it said in proportion to your faith. Well, in the end of the gospels, God says, lay hands on the sick and you'll see them recover. So we have that faith, right? But yes. sometimes the Holy Spirit wants to do a supernatural miracle. Like you might see in the, the life of an evangelist, like a Billy Graham or um, someone that is laying hands and people are growing limbs out and big miracles like that. So in order to operate in that, they're also provided supernatural faith by the Holy Spirit. And you also notice that it's not as they will, it's as the Holy Spirit wills. They don't just walk around, miracles, miracles. That's as the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. is putting those into action in the earth. Now, as 
the scripture tells us we can all lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's the prayer of faith. We could all do that. That God gave us that as believers. Oh, sorry. God gave us that as believers. But this is a different operation. This is as the Holy Spirit wills. Somebody needs a, um, a special miracle. God, this is how the Holy Spirit operates that. And then following the gifts of healing, like I said, those are special um, operations of healing. Like the, the miraculous healings that we saw in Jesus were different than laying the hands on and the prayer faith that we see in James. Call for the elders and anoint you with oil if anybody is sick. Those are different. Mm-hmm. Same God, same goodness of the Lord, same Holy Spirit, but the way that they're being done is different. And then... Um, to another prophecy, we talked about that, which is the sharing of information of that's what's to come in the future. And then this one, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. As we read, um, actually, can someone look that up for me? Where he talks about the order of how the church is to operate. The speaking in tongues, unless there's an interpreter. Can you look that up for me? So this is, again these gifts that the Holy Spirit is operating is for the benefit of the, the public ministry. This is the benefit of the, the church as a whole and to minister in public, not our private life. Um, so the gifts of tongues here is when the Holy Spirit inspires somebody with a message that first comes through speaking in tongues. And then this has to be interpreted to understand what, the, what it is that the Holy Spirit is saying. And it's just a way that God wants to operate. He may have this ministry working in someone and they, you might see it like this, for example, there's a body of believers and they stand up and they deliver a message in tongues, much in the same way that someone would give a prophetic utterance um, before people as the Lord gives permission. It's um, chapter 14. Chapter 14. Will you read it for me, honey? Oh, the whole chapter? (laughs) Um, Or just where it covers this. Okay, so um, it's really verses 1 through, yeah, well, we'll just start in verse 1. It says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. It covers both prophecy and tongues, just so everybody's aware. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish that you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets, and the church may receive edification. But now, brethren, this is in verse 6, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 6. But now, brethren, I come to you speaking in tongues, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? Even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? So likewise you, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to understand how will it be known what is spoken for you will be speaking into the air there are it may be so many kinds of tongues 
Okay, I'll, we'll pause there. Okay, thank you, honey. So let's skip to verse 14 for a second. It says, For if I pray in a tongue, my mm-hmm. spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So that praying in tongues is our personal yes. promise from the Lord that we get when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we can do that as we des- we determine and desire. But the corporate um, speaking in tongues, which is what we're talking about in chapter 12, that the Holy Spirit manifest that let's look at verse um 27 and 28 where this is where and we'll come to this you know in the next few devotionals but um we're gonna sneak ahead real quick if anyone speaks in a tongue this is verse 27 let two let there be two or at the most three each in turn and let one interpret but if there is no interpreter let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to god Mm -hmm. so you can see there's a difference so when god when the holy spirit is ministering his um his speaking in tongues he provides the interpreter that that's how that manifests and it may be the same person that gives the interpretation afterwards if a message is delivered from by the inspiration of the holy spirit in tongues it has to be interpreted otherwise you don't understand what's being said and then that's also if there's no interpreter or the person doesn't have it that's an indication that that was their personal gift of tongues in operation exactly versus the holy spirit led this to be announced to everybody the the speaking in tongues here is an announcement of a message or the will of the lord being declared forth and his messages need to be interpreted because how else will we understand and then carry out and do what's being said to us so that's why there's a distinction we have the speaking in tongues that we are encouraged to do Um, paul said i wish that you all speak in tongues and spend time doing that because we are speaking directly to god in a very secure language that there is no um interception <laughs> for our message between us and god and it's it builds us up we find that i think that's colossians where it builds us up or um we even read it in here in chapter 14 where it's for edifying the church yes um no there's a that that's true honey there's a scripture that i was thinking of um that it builds us up in our love and our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. That might be um, the... I'll find it and get back to you. Okay, thank you, Annie. Um, so, that's for us to use. Our personal speaking in tongues is for us to use as often as possible and develop that. And then also pray that you get the interpretation from your Heavenly Father, and that that's good for your personal life. But this the corporate operation, the Holy Spirit manifesting. And when I say corporate, it doesn't just mean, and you can only use this in a church building where there's a bunch of people around, but say God sends you um, and you're ministering to people. The Holy Spirit will use these gifts as he deems appropriate to minister to others to bring about the change that he wants to see in their life. And that's more so what I mean by corporate is um, the Holy Spirit ministering to accomplish his will on the earth us with other people in whatever capacity, whether it's one-on-one or a larger gathering of, of any number, God will take care of that. But these um, giftings are for that. And so tongues and interpretation should come together if it's operating by the Holy Spirit. And your personal tongues is operating by the Holy Spirit, but you have control over that. So all of these things is God, verse 11, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Because we know that God is a good God and the Holy Spirit 
is working to declare to us the will of Jesus Christ, who is our head. You got it, honey? Yes, it's Jude. Jude. 20. Thank you. Verse 20. I knew it was a short book. (laughs) You read it to me. It says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And it continues, uh, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Amen. Amen. And then let's look at, we're going to skip ahead just a little bit again. In verse 5 it says, There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Um, so we said we did the gifts, we did the activities. Now let's look at the ministries or administrations. And God has appointed, this is verse 28 and God, of oh. chapter 12. I'm sorry. Do you have something you want to say, sweetheart? Oh, no, I was just going to ask you what chapter. Okay. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? And then it goes on. Um... See. You can find in Ephesians chapter 4 as Thank well. Thank you. That was the one I was looking for. Go um, for it. Read it to me, baby. So uh, Ephesians 4 begins in verse 11 through 16. It says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to Amen. be a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Amen. Amen. So that's a more clear lining out of the fivefold ministry gift and what that differences of ministries is that he's talking about. Um, So if we could think of it, we're one body. In our body, we have bones that are a support structure. And on top of that, we have tissues, we have muscles. And in between our bones, we have joints and ligaments. And on in within our body, we have organs and organ systems. And all of these things are working together to bring about the life of that particular body all of these things are in their place they all have a unique role even though they all work in tandem together each one is equally necessary because without them we would not function without bones would be a puddle of goo and unable without muscles and joints on top of those bones we would not be able to move without the organs we would not be able to sustain life so all of these things you can look at them as god layering them upon each other for the effective working of the body of christ to do what it is that god has created and designed us to do Amen. There's a lot there, a lot that we covered today. So thank you for leading that, honey. <laughs> You're um, welcome. 
And if anyone has any questions, Dean, go ahead, brother. I just want to add one little uh, piece of icing that you guys give me all back on top of that nice little um, tidbit you gave us or, or that treat of explaining all that. And that is um, both of you always say, you know, we, we do what the Father does and say what the Father says. And so ultimately on top of all that is always seeking out to hear the Holy Spirit well and mm-hmm. to be obedient to what he's asking you to do in the moment, not being mm-hmm. hung up in one particular gift or activity Absolutely. or ministry or anything in that. Absolutely. So, I've always just drilled in, you guys say it so much, you know, it's just, of course, and that's what we should be doing. Ultimately, Amen. So that always has to go on top of Amen. what you just gave us. Amen. First. Amen. Thank you, the dear. Father said it very plainly, without me, you can do nothing. Amen to that. Nothing. So everything depends on him. And and also just that build on what you said there, right? Don't focus on one gift. Right? We were just read it's the Holy Spirit gives to each one as he wills. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You too can have just like Christ, right, who are being conformed to his image, can be used in any way the Lord chooses to use you. Mm-hmm. Just be available. You're not limited. But you have all Exactly. It, the fullness, right? That's what we just read in Ephesians. For the fullness, being built up in the fullness of Christ. So mm-hmm. let's not limit ourselves by just focusing on one or two or however many gifts it is. But mm-hmm. let's remain open and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. we know it is ultimately for not just our good, but for the good, the, the equipping, edifying, and building up of the body of Christ. All right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, amen. So let's pause there. Can I get someone to close out in prayer? I will. All right, Kyla. In your name, O oh Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for this moment to gather together, God, and we thank you that you are a unique God and that you create us all uniquely, but to work and function together, God. And we thank you for each member of the body in Jesus Christ and that you've loved us, God, to bestow upon us these gifts and that you've given us the resources and the knowledge to carefully discern between them god and to use them effectively lord we just thank you for all that you're doing in our partners and our listeners lives god and that you continue to keep them god and you continue to help them grow and mature in you god in your name lord jesus amen amen Amen. we love you god bless you and have a wonderful day Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.